Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When do you notice that the decorations when are not I, the color I you asked for? When I go out my back balcony. Okay, and you see that instead of black and gold, that it is red and black. And? Mm -hmm. I go back in my room and I take off the bottle, of the top bottle of the Ciroc bottle, and I started drinking. This is the plaintiff, Sonia Lewis. She says she hired the defendant, a so-called event planner, to organize her birthday bash and fundraiser to build a playground for her daycare. Well, not only did the defendant mess up the party, she also stole the vast majority of the contributions for the fundraiser. That's right, she took the cash donations. And she's here in the name of all that's right and holy, suing her for the $5,000 she took. This is the defendant, Vontae Marie. She says she never took any money from the charity. She only collected 300 bucks in donations, and somehow the plaintiff thinks they took in $6,400. Ha! She doesn't owe this woman all that money she's claiming is missing. She won't allow her to sully her reputation either, and the judge will surely rule in her favor today. She's accused of being sticky-fingered. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $5,000 for her unpaid party planning fees. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see, they come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Sanja Lewis? Yes, ma'am. You are suing Vonte Marie? Yes. Her company, you don't want us to mention the name of the company, for $5,000 in damages that you say you sustained when she was your party planner. And you have a counterclaim against her for $5,000 for numerous items. Things did not go well. All right, talk to me, Ms. Lewis, and tell me, you were having a party, yep. and it had a we dual were, purpose. What was that? It was a fundraiser for my kids' backyard. We have run a daycare, and we wanted to build the kids a backyard in the back. Uh, uh, Swing set, yeah. you know, playground or whatever. Yeah. All right, it was also your birthday. Yes. Okay, so you decided that you were going to plan a party, and, and what did it have a theme? Yeah, so it was a black and gold masquerade. Okay, party. black and gold masquerade ball. Yes. Right. And what conversations did you have with her when you hired her about what you expected of her for 
the fee that she was charging. And the fee that you so, paid her was eventually was $1,800, right? Yes. For that $1,800, all I really expected her to do was put my tables together. What does that mean, put tables together? Who, um, was, who was renting the tables? Who was paying for the rental of the tables? I did that. Okay. So put the tables together just means artistically? Yes. Okay. Who was paying for the rental of the linens? Uh, I, she was. Okay, is there a contract between you two, a written contract yes. that says, okay, let me see that. There's a contract. You're welcome. Okay, the contract basically says nothing. Um, it says platitudes like, the client is of the opinion that the contractor has the necessary qualifications, experience, and abilities to provide services, but we don't say what the services are. There's one line that says, party event planning and table decor. That's all it says. Mm -hmm. I am used to seeing a contract with a party planner that says, I'm responsible for bringing the linens, bringing the silverware, bringing you know, whatever it is that you are responsible for. So now you tell me verbally what it is that your responsibilities were. I what was, was she getting? To be an event Wait planner. a second, I wasn't done with my question. What is she getting for her $1,800? I was supposed to be doing event planning. What does that mean? Everything from the beginning no, to the end. No, list the things that it means. It means I was going to look for a venue, pay the venue, decor the venue, um, hire a DJ, hire a host. Um, have um, security, hire security, the chefs, everything. Was any of that ever discussed with you? I already had the uh, DJ so before So why did you even pay her? I hired her because we had a few, um, a wedding the day before, which was Friday, and it was in Detroit, Michigan. So I called her, and I, well, that's what she was supposed to do, just stand there, do the tables. Typically speaking, the table. a party planner plans the party with you. That's the mm -hmm. point of wasting all that money because that's money that you could use to buy a swing set. Right. All right, so now let's talk about what happens the day of the party. When do you first get your first inkling that, oh my gosh, this is gonna be a runaway railroad, this when is a When she showed up at, when the party bus was pulling up. You come back at what time? At 9.30. All right, and then you see your, your... No, your, your, I go straight upstairs to get dressed. Okay, oh my goodness. So you go straight upstairs to get dressed, and then when do you notice that the decorations when are not... I, the when color I you asked for. out my back balcony. Okay, and you see that instead of black and gold, that it is red and black. And? Mm -hmm. I go back in my room and I take off the bottle, of the top bottle of the Ciroc bottle, and I started drinking. Okay, that's good. And then what happens? <laughs> then I go get dressed and I go down to the party. How many people went to the party? Oh my God, it had to be at least 70. Now, but of those 70 people, how many people have paid in advance? Uh, 15. All right, give me the list that she gave you. Right here. Okay, now this is a list that she says you gave her. Who wrote the words paid here? Is that you? Yes. Okay. No. Come on over here. Whose handwriting is that? That's her. Okay, that was my question, and you're saying no. It's two right. different handwritings on there. Who's this? That's me. Okay, and what does that represent? That's somebody that came that wasn't on this list that paid. Okay. So according to you, one, two, three, that's because that's an extra person, four, five, because mm -hmm. that one customer paid mm -hmm. for two. And that's it? Five people came to the door? No, I wasn't working the door. But when I came to the door, that's when I, I wrote those. Every time somebody came to the door and tried to get in for free or my uncle needed to call me, Who's I, your, okay, tell me, go, go ahead and go back there. When you say your uncle, you had your uncle working the door? My uncle is a security guard. Is that a yes, you had your uncle yes. working the door? 
All right. This party had 70 people. I no. see that some people, no. who, how many do you say were there? Between 40 and 50. I'm, okay. I'm not sure how many people so were there. So are you saying that only four people came and paid at the, how many did I just say a minute ago? Five? No. We counted? No. How many? It was more than four or five people. Well, at the end of the night, one of your complaints is that when you asked no. for the door, mm -hmm. what did she say to you? She said she gave it to the guy that she, her uncle that she hired to sit there. She gave it all to him. Absolutely not. That's not what I said. The money from the door was with the person who was working the door. It was two people. One person she had, one person I had. And I How gave, much money? It was $350. Okay, that, so right there I have a problem. Even if there were only 50 people at the party, I see the list of how many paid in advance. It should be a lot more than four people, six people paying. That's what $300 one would be. A person on that, um, that list let in seven people, two times from out of town. You would have to call that person. I don't know why. I wasn't working the door. I was the I'm sorry. That's exactly what you said your job was, to no, control the door. No, that's why you had your uncle there. No, I did not. My job that's what you said in was here, to, to coordinate me. the party. At that point, I was never hired to coordinate the party. Why did you have anyone collecting? Are you suggesting you didn't have someone collecting money on no, the door? No, I did have someone collecting money And now money you're suggesting that she also had two other people doing that? Yes, definitely. So who's the person taking the money? Her uncle. Okay, now you have a video of the party. Let me play it. Goodness. Okay. I'm trying to get a sense of how many people are here. That's why I want to keep the camera real. I mean, the twerking is fun. I'm just trying to, okay. I don't, I don't really see 70 people there in that video. Is there ever any discussion about, actually, let me ask the question a different okay. way. Did you tell her that you wanted black and gold? Yes. When did you tell her that you wanted From black and gold? From the first day we started. Okay. None of that is in your contract either. There's no, nothing about nope. theme. There's nothing about anything. No. Nope. All right. So did she tell you that it was black and gold? She told me it was black and gold. I suggested that we should add another color, and she said it was. It, she said it was okay. Right. Do you see why it's important to put things like that in a contract so no one can say I did not approve red, can which I is tell what's you happening here. It was hard to do anything with Sanja. No, no. This is. Records, it's not hard for you. If you have a pen here and you're signing this contract, because you signed this contract, right? Yes. Okay then it's not hard because your pen is here and you fill out everything that the customer is asking for so they can't quibble with you later and say, I never approved red. She has a decoration that she came in my store and picked out for her party. It's right there and it includes red. Okay, is that true that you had picked that in her, in her? If I had picked this out in her thing, that means she already had them. I wouldn't have had to give her $400 to make them. No, we needed to make more. I had two in my window. You didn't pick that out? Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> what, so, what she wow. said Just stop something. a second. Let's, we're, we're over the red. We're on to something new. You have a bunch of statements from people regarding how many people were at the party. Yeah. I would like to see those statements now. This is a statement by Nikita saying that she was told by you that you were hired to work that gate. She also says that her fiance brought 15 people who paid $50 a ticket. This is a statement by another person who says that they came with a party of four and paid $50 each. This is a statement by another person that they came with three people and paid $50 each. 
This is a statement by somebody who says that they gave you a, a seafood boil and that it was never served at the party. Does that make sense? Can you? Not, no. Did anybody? I know nothing about a seafood boil. Okay, can you stop staring her down? You can't Ma'am, do... I don't know, know no, what she's talking staring, about. But don't do that. It's very hostile. Just look at me and talk to me when I'm asking you stuff. Don't keep going Wait. like that. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. If this defendant did siphon money from a charity, is that a crime? Yes. What's a crime? He's stealing from charity. I'm not sure that's exactly the name of it, but what is the crime? Racketeering? Nope. No. Would it be money laundering from? Nope. Fraud? Nope. This is so easy. Embezzlement? Huh? Rhymes with um, chef. Oh. <laughs> wow. Good job. Going inside the courtroom. This is another person who says that they bought two tickets at the door at $50 each. How much money was made at the door? $350 at the end of the night. That's, I, I've already gone okay. through people who total, total and, more and than that. And that's fine. But you ever had somebody up here that was lying and got people to sign stuff just to do it? This is that. We've got problems. I, I'll tell you, I would never, ever conduct a fundraiser and not have my own person at the door. I, I cannot count the ways that things can go wrong in a situation where money is involved. If it was just a party, nothing can go wrong, right? Or, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't mind showing up late. It nothing matters. But if it's a fundraiser, so many things can go wrong that you really need to be present. Because this would never happen to me. Because I would never allow someone to work my door. I would have my relative or my friend or someone I trusted sitting there the whole time collecting all the money. There wouldn't be my somebody else's uncle out there or somebody else who looks at me and says, gee, we only made $300 at the door. That wouldn't happen to me. That offends me. I don't know much. I don't know if she approved red. I don't know how many exact people were there after 930. <clears throat> There's a lot I don't know. But you know what I do know? I do know from the list you handed me that and the affidavits she's given me that more than 300 was made at the door. I do That's know that. Lie. Now, you are standing here telling me I want $5,000. Based on what? You've got to be able to prove what you're saying. How are you going to do that? You lost total control over who was paying that night and who wasn't. So how now are you going to prove how much was collected at the door? You're at Thank a complete you. loss. Right. So uh, based on what I have heard, let's talk about the counterclaim first. Um, you are suing now for $640 for the centerpieces. Why? You ended no. up taking all but one, no. right? Um, no. Two, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. 240 owed. Why is that? That's owed for what? For the rental. According to her, you told her it was for $400 to rent them. No, I did not. Let's do this differently. Why don't you prove to me how you told her that it was 50 bucks per centerpiece? Can I ask you a question? No, you can answer mine. I can't answer that question because she wasn't answering the phone. We never so, sat down and went over details. So you don't have an agreement to pay $50 a piece. She gives you she gives you the money to buy all that stuff and you keep it? That's your theory? You know what? Because we had yeah, a budget we're done. that she never we're done. Me. I'm going to order you to return $1,500 of your fee to this lady. And then maybe there's a little rough justice for the money that I am 100% convinced was siphoned from the children's playground. Okay? That's my verdict. Thank you very much. So the plaintiff gets back $1,500, her lawsuit. She was seeking $5,000, and you don't get anything for your countersuit. She needs it. Have a nice day. And she's a cat killer, too. Her dog oh. killed my cat. Oh, she come, on. My dog come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. 
Ms. Lewis? Hello. There was a lot of misunderstanding here, obviously. There was a lot of not, misunderstanding. Not arranged properly. Not arranged properly. And, and what about the playground? Did it ever get built? No, it hasn't, but it will be. It will be. Yes. How do you feel about getting 1500 back? I feel really good about it because I could have left with nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you learned a lot from this, didn't you? I learned a whole lot. And I know that I can be a party planner and I don't need to help. Okay, good enough. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful All right. day. I love this. Harvey? Well, indeed, it could be theft. Um, but the thing is that in a criminal court, for it to be a crime, you have to prove that happened beyond a reasonable doubt. And that will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case of the way into the courtroom, right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the plaintiff, Cesar Popkowski. He says he and the defendant share a property line. And he's here suing him in court today because he owes him money for a tree he was forced to pay to be removed. He's not a fan of the defendants because the guy acts like he's the Donald Trump of his town because he buys up all the properties there and no one likes it. He's suing for $3,000, the tree removal cost and unnecessary fines. is the defendant, Nick Soganoff. He says the plaintiff's tree's overgrown, and it leans on his three-car garage. And when he politely asked the guy to have it taken care of, he refused. The plaintiff then cut the bark off the tree so it would die. The town started fining him, and here they are. He's accused of being a nasty neighbor. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $3,000 for garage repair and harassment. All parties, please raise your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant is like the Donald Trump of his town because he buys up all the property and nobody likes it. And the plaintiff Rise. says People's he had to have session. the defendant's tree cut down. Judge, the defendant says the tree is overgrown and it's the plaintiff's. It's the case of I don't like Trump and I don't like your stump. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Pupkowski. Pupkowski, right. You are suing Mr. Suyanoff, your, your neighbor, and he's adjacent to your, the back of your property? To the side. To the, the side east, of your property, and it's side. the back of your property. <clears throat> right. Okay. Uh, you're suing him for $3,000 in damages that you say you incurred as a result of a tree yes. that you were fined for and forced to remove. You are counterclaiming $3,000 to repair your garage wall harassment and the cost of a survey regarding that same tree. Let's start with you. What happened? Well, uh, Mr. Serenov came one morning to my house 
and uh, he asked me to cut the tree because the tree was damaging the foundation of his garage. Okay. So um, I said, I cannot, I have other uh, obligations. I cannot spend $3,000 in cutting the tree, you know, just to save your foundation from destruction. <laughs> Plus, I didn't plant the tree. The tree is a, a act of God. So I'm not responsible for the roots that are damaging your foundation. Okay. And that was how long ago? It was in uh, 2003 years ago. Okay. And then what happened? Then they kept on coming, his father and him. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted me to, to cut the tree again. And they insisted and insisted. Finally, I decided, well, you know, I want to help the man. So I figure I'm going to stop the tree from growing. Well, I'm going to remove a ring of a bark around the tree, and that will stop it from growing. The tree basically starts to decay, so your roots will not grow anymore. Your, your you were foundation. killing the tree? I'm basically killing the tree. Correct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You were... How tall was this tree? How many 50, stories? 50 feet. Right. So what's going to happen to a decaying tree? The uh, uh, branches start to decay and fall, right? Right. On yes. top of the garage. Right. So why did you do that? That's a hazard for everybody exactly. around you. Why would you? You know, I'm sorry that I did this. I know. <laughs> if, if I had to do it again, I won't do it. Yes, because yes. killing the tree to save yourself the cost of removal of a tree was kind of crazy. Because it now crazy. it's a big risk to everybody who is within your surrounding, I don't need your help, within your surrounding area. Yes, All right, so it becomes you, a safety problem. Yes, and then so what happens? Maybe some trees fell on the people in the parking area. Maybe. What actually happened? Well, did trees fall on people? No, no. Okay, did, uh, when you say maybe, you mean that was the risk? Because, no, because there Did was, any limbs fall? Yes. Broke off? Broke off. So what happened with that broken branch? What'd you do with it? I was just cleaning it you, myself. You cleaned it off yourself. Right. All right. Now, someone called the city, right? Yes. And you thought that was him. And the only reason I thought it was him is because I was dealing only with him. Right. No, you know? it would make sense. Yeah, it would make sense. But you have actually learned since then that it was a neighbor on the other side who was also threatened by your on tree. On the north side, yeah. Okay. And what happened? Uh, the inspector said uh, automatically he went where the tree was located and they started to go after me. Right. They find you. Did you do what the city wanted you to do, which is take the yes, tree I down? Yes, I did. No, I didn't, I didn't take the tree down completely because the issue was the two limbs that are going into his area. Is this a picture of the tree as it looks now? Yes. So you left. Is this tree touching your garage? It's not. It's, it's not. It's not. All right. So in May, you decide you're going to pay a tree company. You pay them. They charge you $1,450, yes. right? Yes. You're also, so you think he should pay that. And you're also suing him for $2,000 for your troubles. Yeah. Uh, legal advice, miscellaneous letters. expenses, responding to summonses that the city issued to you. Why is he responsible for that? Because it took two hours to cut the tree and 200 hours. No, why does he have, why would I, why, he, why does he have to pay you? Why don't we have to pay you? Like, I'm trying to understand why that would be his problem. Because you were not involved. He was involved. No, how is it he his problem? He started the fire. He started the fire. How did he start the fire? You found out later you were wrong about that anyway. The next thing you're suing for is environmental damage because there's one less tree in the world. 
No, it's not one less tree. The, the property looks uh, all desolate. You see all the industrial uh, uh, things is exposed. Sure, plant a tree. Emotional distress. Okay, we'll just leave that one out there. So now, apparently, I cut, it's, I you branches. ended up getting a survey. Okay, let me see your survey. It has the surveyor on that survey marked where the tree is. No, the survey doesn't show doesn't the tree. show the tree. So how no. is that survey going to tell me that the tree's on his property? Oh, because it's between the um, the property line about a foot from from the wall. So you, do, did you end up getting a survey? That's part of what you're suing for. According to you, you had to go out and get yourself a survey yes. because of this lawsuit, right? Correct. Did you get a survey? What's that yes. survey say? Let me see your survey. Okay. Let me explain to you. Yeah, no, she'll ask for an explanation. Yeah, don't talk to him. He's not real. You see him Dutch. wearing a black dress? <laughs> it's me. Hold on. Are you allowed to cut uh, neighbors' encroaching branches that go onto your property? What do you say? Definitely. If it's on your property, you're allowed to cut it. Can you? Yes. If yeah. it's going across the uh, property line, then it's in your property. Is that right? Yeah, I agree with that. How far can you cut? Right down the wall. So, so right at the property? Yes, right at the Okay, going inside the courtroom. Okay, so this is that garage in question. Correct. And if you see the numbers there, he told me that 2.5% of the growth of the tree went to my property. But 97% okay. of the tree stump is on his property line. Okay. Now... Which is he You put, are suing for three grand. You want 2,800 money to repair the garage wall. Correct. What are you referring to? The tree pushed the cinder block in. Show me proof of what you're saying. Sure. Okay, these are black marks that, uh, ink marks that you've written on the picture, right? Right, that's a whole complete caved in. First of all, I don't see that in any of your pictures. I just see a wall. I see a tree that's growing a couple of inches away from the wall. And I, and, you know, here's how this stuff works, folks. Okay. If there is a neighbor's tree that is encroaching on your property, you have a right to take the encroaching part out. You could have paid somebody to just cut all of the limbs from the earth to the heavens off. And if it kills his tree, too bad. That's not the route you chose. So instead what happens is he hacks at the tree, peels off the bark, okay. and now makes it a safety hazard. So the city goes after him, and now he wants you to recompense him the statutory maximum because he's had to pay for all that stuff that is all his fault. You're lucky you didn't kill someone when you killed the tree. You got fined by the city because you killed the tree. You got court fees because you killed the tree. You got court fees because the city says that that's your tree, but yet you want him to pay for all of your trouble in arguing with the city instead of actually getting the survey and showing it to the city. The thing is, your survey doesn't have the tree on it. You understand? How does that survey then show that, you, you know, it's his problem? It's not his problem. On your lawsuit against him, zero. Now, in your lawsuit against him, $500 for harassment. Tell me about that. He was sending me a... Nasty messages, which I wanted to give you the pictures to see. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> you cutting hair all day, and yet you cannot cut one branch off the tree. Shame on the two of you. You sent that? Because I get zero cooperation from him. You started this insane persecution, like Hitler against the Jews. Eh, not really. Not really, right? All right. <laughs> now, your money to repair the garage wall, where do you get this $2,800... Here's the tree. There's space between it and your wall. Correct. How is it that, that this tree caused that damage to your garage? There's two limbs that was going on top that uh -huh. was 
which is I repaired the top. You can see it's not painted. There is a bare wood there, which the branch was went inside the garage before he okay, cut it. That's not his responsibility. If there's something of his tree that is growing onto your yard and that limb is jeopardizing your property, it is your responsibility to cut that limb off. It's your responsibility. Okay. And if you don't do it, you have the right to do it, even though it's his tree. You don't need his permission, okay. but it's at your expense. So no, he doesn't pay for that. The cost of the survey is something you chose to do and it was a wise thing for you to do. Now you don't have this back and forth for the rest of your life, uh, but he doesn't have to pay you for it. And the $500 harassment, because he's calling you like Hitler against the Jews, do me a favor, stop texting him, okay? Okay. I, I already did because he never answered. Yeah, because he's smart. <laughs> he doesn't want to create, you know, havoc and problems. This is all on you. It is all on you. So on your counterclaim against him, zero, but on his claim against you, also zero. Good luck, folks. So both litigants lose in court. Mr. Popkowski, if you'll step over here. Uh, Clarify something. Is the tree still there like that is? The trunk is still there. It's ugly. You, you it is that. ugly. It is what my son says when he came. It looks ugly, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you take it out? Because it's $1,500 to take it down. Yeah, but you've had so much trouble already. I, I, I'm expecting my, my neighbor to help me with that. I, I don't know. You sound like you got a good dispute going on here. Do yeah, you, a good dispute. Do you think this court case is going to help your relationship with him? I have nothing against him. I know. You know, but the, what has to be paid is to be paid. What has to be done has to be done, right? Well, it's Justice. Your it's your tree. I guess you've got to live with it. Sorry you lost the case. You understand that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, good luck to you. I hope Thank you, you work out your dispute with him. Thank you. And you ought to get rid of the tree. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Soryanov, I don't know. I know you're probably a little bit upset. You, you thought you had ample proof, but uh, the judge didn't buy it about repairing your garage. Correct. But I guess in uh, certain terms that judge was correct, right? That it's my responsibility, whatever is on my side. Correct. Yeah. So I do agree in a, in a point that, again, it's my first time being here. Let me ask you a question. What about your relationship with your neighbor? You got to live next to each other. Uh, what's going to happen now? Not, nothing really. We get along before fine. Really? So we continue, I guess, you know. Well, good luck fine. to you. That's good to hear. Thank you. All righty. Thank you very much. Yes. Okay. All right, Harvey. Doug, I mean, here's the thing. You need to get the neighbor's permission if for whatever reason you have to go onto the property, but you can cut right to the property line. And that will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. This is the plaintiff, Tia Orr. She says she bought a car from the defendant and the thing died on the highway with the cars whizzing by her at 65 miles an hour. Now she's $4,000 deep in repairs on the thing. The defendant's responsible because he knowingly sold her a bad car. Now she's suing him for $5,000. The cost of her repairs, loaner cars, she had to rent and missed work.
This is the defendant, Kasha Hamzavi. He says he went on a test drive with a plaintiff at 80 miles per hour after she complained it shut down on her. And the car worked perfectly. Then she went to another mechanic, presented him with $4,000 worth of so-called repairs the car needed, and expected him to build her a new car. Ha, ha, ha. Is she serious? Bottom line, he owes nothing and is sure the judge will agree. He's accused of shutting down a customer. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff bought a car from the defendant, died in the highway. It was a disaster. But the defendant says he test drove the car with her after she says it died. And he went 80 with no problem. It's the case of, I feel need for speed. Thank you, Douglas. Tia Orr? Yes. You're suing Bill Ezzedine and Central ASLLC. This is a car dealership? Yes, car dealership. All right, you're the service manager? Yes, sir. All righty, for $5,000 that you, you say you're out actually more than that because there's all these repairs needed on a car that you bought from them. What kind of car did you buy? 2012 Nissan Rogue. Do you have the paperwork from the sale? I do. May I see it? Okay. Was this car sold as is or was it sold with a warranty? As is. I see paperwork for a warranty. Yes, she bought an extended warranty. Is that something you guys sell? Yes. But it's a third party? Correct. Okay. I'm seeing the bill of sale, which says as is. So any warranty you have is what you bought through the third party. So what happens? You, the first thing that goes wrong with the car is what? As soon as I left the shop, I went on the highway and the car started to stall. And I had to pull over in 65 miles an hour traffic to get off on the exit. Well, that's unnerving. Yeah, okay. so I immediately called the office and told them that's what happened with the car. The defendant told me it was something minor and that it was something to do with the pedal. He can change it, bring it back in the next day. And so I finally made it there to the shop and he changed the part and gave me a picture of the what part. What was the part that you changed? Well, when she when we, she called us on the phone, I told her, come back. She had said, I don't, I don't feel safe driving the car. I said, okay, so tow it. We'll pay for the tow if you don't feel safe, that's fine. She came within an hour, hour and a half, she came to the shop that night. We went for a test drive before I changed anything because I want to see, is it really stalling or not? 25 minute drive, nothing's going on. We Cannot come. duplicate customer complaint. <laughs> so we the misfortune back. for you is that I've been there. Yeah, okay, so, so that could happen. Shop. That could happen that something's happening while you're driving it, but then cannot duplicate yeah. customer complaint. Correct. Dreaded words. All right, so when we, we went for a further drive, almost 40 minutes, nothing. Scanner's connected. We're driving. Is it stalling? No. Is it doing anything? Absolutely not. She was on her way. Okay. What's the next thing that goes wrong? And then I took it to my uh, mechanic, and they checked it, and they told me it was a whole bunch of other issues with the car that needed to be changed. Um, why didn't you take safety it? To you? Why didn't you have your mechanic take a look at it before you bought the car? Um, at the time, I was I trusted the the dealership. Right, but you understand that it's how old was the car? It's a 2012. Right, so it's a used car that you're buying. It's not a brand new car where everything's supposed mm -hmm. to be pristine and perfect, and you bought it as is, and then you take it to your mechanic, and your mechanic says, "What's wrong with it?" This is the. Um, repairs that was done on the car. All right. So in April, they tell you that the steering and suspension, remove and replace, align, so, you know, a bunch of stuff that they, they feel you should do. But um, my question to you is, what do you do with this list? You take it back to them and tell them they yes. should fix it? No, I, talk, I asked them why. I said I wanted to trade the car back in and get a different car because I just brought it and I'm going to be paying payments. I don't want to be stuck with a car that has issues because it's going to cause me to not have a car at all. They didn't let me change the car. They said it was going to fix the car. What is it you guys, first of all, why are you fixing anything? So, well, we, we stand by our cars. Whether it's as is or not, 
we take care of the cars. So when she came back with that list, I explained to her, those are recommended by them. That's how they make yeah, money. Yeah, no, that, that's it. They got to eat. You know? They got to eat. They got to put their kids through school. They got to pay for, you know, so the house. So we said, and... we'll take a look at it. Let's see what it is. So we told her, leave the car. We'll take a look at it. Let's see what's going on. She didn't want to leave the car because she doesn't have a car. I said, we're a used car dealer, small. We don't have loaners. So we, the owner himself said, I'll give you my personal car, which is his wife's car. You drive what that. What is he, nuts? <laughs> it's and insured. We don't want to I know, but claim. why? Uh, Again, we go above and beyond. This is how nice this guy is. This guy who being the owner? The owner. She then, when we're telling her that, she gives us another receipt from Nissan saying, oh, you guys have to pay for my emblem for the vehicle because it cost me 170 bucks. Why Again, would they have to pay for the emblem? Because I brought a Nissan. You can't drive a car without a Nissan sign. I'm sorry, you bought a car without a Nissan sign. Did you pay for it? We paid for it. Are you kidding me? Like, well, why do you think she keeps coming no, back? But there's more, but there's more. We paid for that. We also took care of all the concerns and recommendations by Firestone. We replaced both axles, brand new axles. We, the oil leak they thought they saw, we replaced the gaskets on it, so it's brand new. We replaced the control arm, we Do you have paperwork to prove that? Right here. Let me see. All right, so you take the car back from them, and then what happens? He said he ended up fixing a couple of things, but the oil was still leaking in the car. So I brought it back to the shop. And they Which said, shop? Firestone. And they ended up changing the oil cooler. The whole. The when whole did you do that? Um, that was later on. When? Say, when? Like, well, if the oil was still leaking, as opposed to leaking again, the receipt that, that the next receipt I see here is July 9th. So that is not right away. It's two months later. Yeah. Why should they pay for that? because I asked them to take the car back and they wouldn't take the car back. Are these things under the warranty for the Absolutely third party? Not. Oh, they're not. No. Okay, so she so probably some of that. AC compressor, I don't know, she canceled her warranty. Did you cancel the extended It's not warranty? canceled, ma'am. I never canceled okay. it. They oh, told me. Well then, if you're supposed to have it paid for, you will because you have an extended warranty. But why do you think they have to pay for it when you bought an as-is used car? The warranty I have does not cover any of the things that were then, they, then nobody covers. Then guess yeah. who covers it? It's either the warranty company, these guys, or you. Mm -hmm. So. You have to show, if you want them to pay for it, that they assumed an obligation to pay for it, that they have an obligation under the law to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You are suing for $4,221.46 for absolutely everything that can be done to the car, to your specification. Rental fees of $611.18. Lost wages of $416. And you want them to return the car down payment. So you want a free car. I want to give them back the car. I want to, I just want my money back and they take the car. If well, the that's car not what you sued it, for, by the way, because then I, you wouldn't be suing for repairs. You would only be suing then for the down payment. But what you sued for, you, what, you, what you've asked here today mm -hmm. is you want all those things. Lost wages, car down payment returned to you, rental fees, plus they foot all of the repairs. Seven-year-old car didn't get it checked out by a mechanic because she had a yeah, I think she is. She should have took it upon herself to get the car checked out. You agree? I agree. So it depends. If it was a personal sale, then again, she should have taken it upon herself. If she bought it through a dealer, if she signed the as-is form, then... Even if she didn't sign an as-is form, at seven years old, is she out of luck? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Yep, going inside the courtroom. They have to foot exactly this much of the repairs. And uh, far be it from me to tell the owner of that business how to do business. Obviously, he relies on word of mouth. Obviously, whatever nice guy he is or whatever has rubbed off and, and it, he would not be in business if, if it didn't bode well for him. How you could pay for the emblem is beyond me. I mean, a minute you guys pay for an emblem, uh, you know, you're done. 
They have no obligation to pay for any of this. It's an as-is sale. You have a warranty company. If your warranty is not a good warranty, you should have bought a better one. This says it's leaking on the paperwork here. You haven't even looked at this one. Well, hand it to me and I'll look at it, honey. I can't look at it if it's still by your side. What is this? That's when they, they, they looked at the car before they, I ended up fixing the uh, oil cooler. This is in August. So this is after, after been, July. I've been going back to them every, every week just about, telling yeah. them there's something wrong with the I car. I know, but you, what you need to understand is that, just like everybody else who buys a used car that's as is, all of these headaches are your headaches. They can't be passed on to them because that is the point of an as is sale. So just like every other mere mortal who buys a used car that you didn't bother to get inspected beforehand, you are stuck with having to pay for repairs as time goes on. These are receipts that date back to May, June, July. The purchase of the car was how long ago? In April? Yeah, you don't get free service and maintenance of everything that goes wrong in the car forever because that's not what you contracted for. So the things that go wrong on this car from the moment you left there are on you unless they're covered by the warranty that you bought. That's how it rolls, just like it rolls for the rest of us that way. Verdict in this case is for the defendant. So the plaintiff gets a lesson of what it's like to buy a used car. Ms. Orr, how do you lemon. feel? <laughs> what, what it is, I feel like I, he sold me a lemon. And that's exactly what he sold me. The car had a lot of damages. They should have took the car back, and I wouldn't have had to make any repairs. That as is, is as this garbage. That's what it is. Well, I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. Yeah. You had a warranty, you know, it the warranty, was as it is. It didn't cover anything. Yep, but you paid for it. I paid you for paid. garbage. Lemon, yeah, never okay. go there. All right, thank you very much. You. you know, he really was a pretty good guy. Come here, Mr. Hamzai. Let me, no, let me talk to you. You know, your, your owner was a pretty decent guy about he all is, of this. He, he tried to do the right thing. He did, above and beyond. And you just couldn't please her. Can't satisfy everybody. Yeah. Does this happen very often? It does, yes. But you do the best you can. You do the best you can, correct. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Very good, sir. Okay, Harvey. Uh, Doug, one thing I, I will say, obviously you should have a car checked out by a mechanic. Make sure it is an independent mechanic. Don't rely on the seller. Get your own.